My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. And whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, I have heard it said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Wednesday, I served on a six-person jury at the trial court in Brockton. You know, you get those summons in the mail, and now they email you and phone you to make sure you're going to show up. You do everything you can to avoid it. You make excuses. You say, oh, they're too busy. I'm too busy to do this. I'm going to miss a full day of work. They don't need me. But we're a community of laws, and our justice system is important to us. It guides us. It guides us as people. And I can tell you that the time that I spent with the uh, court officers in Brockton and the judge, and, and the judge was just great, uh, who was on the case, they were so helpful. They, they, they carried us through the process. And I left that courthouse on Wednesday night with a better understanding and appreciation for the law and the justice system. And I know that's something these days that's always, we don't always feel too good about. So I have a few questions, privately, no hands. Who here is perfect? And does it seem that Jesus gives us the laws so difficult that they're really difficult to live? We've heard in the past few weeks that we, and we'll hear more as we get towards Ash Wednesday, as we get towards Lent, love your enemies, turn the other cheek, Give what we have to people who are in need. The Torah, the law. And it was for, for Jesus, it was something he lived. And it was something for him was God's perfect instructions. A manual on how to act. 
instructions on how to live. Last week, the Beatitudes were shown to us, shown as a way for us to be blessed, but also it's a way for us to be blessed in our lives. We're all human. We're not perfect. I knew the answer to the question. But if we're honest with ourselves, we don't like rules. We don't like laws. And we look at them as restrictions and regulations. We have a difficulty following them if we look at it that way. If we look at them as rules and regulations. But if we look at it in a different way, God's laws are not about restrictions or stopping our freedom. It's actually about freeing us through our own free will and our choices that we make to become the person that God wants us to be. And we're imperfect people. We need a guide. In today's gospel, he says, Jesus says to the scribes and the Pharisees, living the law is not enough. And through that gospel you hear many times, you have heard, you have heard, but I say to you, but I say to you. So it must be important. And today, we're told not to kill. Murder's wrong. But I think we have the need to look deeper to the value of lives. From the very beginning, and even to the lives that are marginalized. Because sometimes we look at where people come from, or look at having value to where people are, maybe people who seek safety and freedom, and valuing lives that are at the very end of life's journey. All of these lives matter to God. And today we're told about the act of adultery, reminded to be faithful to the covenant of the relationships with our spouses, being faithful to wherever our vocation is in life, I found out last week at the marriage prep meeting that two of the couples among us have been married for 50 years. 50 years. Yesterday, over in Hull, I, I helped bury a husband of a couple that was married 60 years. They're all models for something that we might look at as impossible, but it is possible sometimes. And when you look at the way that these couples have celebrated their life with joy, we know that God's law for them is joyful and it's something to celebrate. It's not so much what we do or, or what we should not do, but it's what we're called to do with Christ at the center of our lives. And we don't do it alone. We can't do it alone. We need Jesus. We need him right in the middle of our lives. We need him, as the first reading says, we need God's, God's wisdom. And we need the trust in God to help us make the right choices and to guide us. The word righteousness really just means fulfillment of the law. And it also means that Jesus just wants us to have a right relationship with God. And when that relationship is right, as Matthew tells us, we are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven.
finally, here's a story that might help us. Sister Bridget House, she is an author and she has a book called Doors to the Sacred. So you picture this, she's a, she's a nun and she taught the student Jerry. 20 years after he was a student with her, he calls her out, out of the blue he calls her out and he says, I want to go have tea and raspberry cream puffs with you. So she was like, what's this all about? And then she started to think about Jerry. He broke every rule in the school. All the laws. Tr troublemaker. You, you know the type, right? You might even have some in your house. Always late, pushing the system, had an excuse for missing every one of the assignments. He's one of those students that she didn't trust a word he said, and she always questioned what he was up to. But sister knew that he had a tough time at home. His mother was struggling as she worked two jobs to support his three siblings. And a lot of it came on his back to do the daily, daily duties of the family. And he often did it alone. And she felt helpless to assist him. She, she really wanted to help him chisel that chip that he had on his shoulder that he carried. But she couldn't. Early every spring, when all the kids were talking about summer vacation, what Jerry thought of was, of all things, baking. That's right, baking. He loved to bake. And he would bring her many different treats, eclairs, strudels, chocolate cupcakes. And knowing him, though, she always doubted his honesty. She wondered what bakery did, she, did he get him at. So here it is, 20 years later. She's meeting him for tea and a cream puff. She got together with him, and she thought before she saw him, she said to herself, could time have a way of erasing that chalkboard? That chalkboard of all those memories, erasing the thoughts of him from 20 years ago. Jerry admitted to her when he was a student that he was far from perfect. He told her how he had worked through those less than honorable years. But with pride and with joy, he told of his journey in the culinary arts. With profound self-awareness, here's what he said. I took my damaged bricks and constructed something good. I think my life is now solidly built. But to be honest, there's one hole that never seems to get puttied and keeps my life from being less than perfect. So whether I like it or not, I guess there's always work for the master builder. There's always work for God in my life. So as the raspberry cream puff melted in her mouth, she marveled at the extraordinary pastry chef that had, was sitting right there before her. The student, Jerry, had really been transformed into the person that God wanted him to be. So here's our faith message. Fulfilling the law is not as difficult and complicated as we make it. 
Not when the master builder is with us. Not when Jesus is at the center of our lives, helping us make the choices that we need to make. I'm going to end with a prayer. Inspired by the martyr for our faith, Oscar Romero. He was killed saying Mass as the Archbishop of El Salvador. And next month will be the 37th anniversary of his death. So let us pray. God, the master builder of our lives, you alone lay the foundation and complete the work of perfection within us. Nothing we do is complete, which is a way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation and freedom in realizing that. And this enables us to do something, and do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning. It is a step along the way. And it is an opportunity, Lord, for your grace to enter and to do the rest. Lord, grace us with the understanding that we will accomplish only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is your work. We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are the workers, not the master builders. The ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own.
Oh, no. 